Today's show is being brought to you by Cause Marketing Forum and SelfishGiving.com. And we want to thank our sponsor, 1BillionShirts.org. Custom t-shirts that help others. Print with them, and 25 cents from every t-shirt benefits a good cause. And remember, you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. Leave us a comment at either one of those platforms, and we'll send you a Cause Talk Radio t-shirt. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. I'm on the line, of course, with Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello, Joe. Cause Marketing Forum. Was it three weeks away? No, it's two weeks away. Just it is two weeks? Around the corner, yes, it is. Holy Moses, I need to get going on my presentation. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, because you're going to be hunting me down. Don't say that, that in public, that's right. <laughs> but we're all looking forward to going. It's where Cause Marketing geeks hang out. This is true. Yeah, cause marketing form. And, you know, we have a cause marketing geek online, as a matter of fact. Yay! Darian Rodriguez Heyman, who is co founder of Better World Wireless. Hey, Darian, how's it going? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thanks for being here. I mean, it's nice to have a. I mean, when you look at your background, even just going to Twitter, folks, and checking out Darian's background, you've done some incredible things, Darian. And now you're involved in a new project, this Better World Wireless. Why don't you tell us a little bit? About yeah, it's. It's pretty exciting. It's definitely a, a combination or kind of a confluence of all the things I've done in the past, starting in the for-profit world and then uh, moving into the nonprofit world with Craigslist Foundation and a bunch of other projects. So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Tell us how this got this got started. What What is Better World Wireless and Phone for Phone, and how did this this come to fruition? Yeah, Darian, tell us something like you were thinking about this, like in 1988 or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, our, our CEO was uh, our CEO, and my fellow co-founder was definitely thinking a bit a while back. Uh, <laughs> I, I wound up partnering with a couple of guys that have been doing telco work for about 30 years. Yeah, uh, and the the mothership that kind of spun this company off was actually called Better World Telecom, ah. and they've been doing landlines for nonprofits and social enterprises for about 12 years, oh. and have been thinking about doing wireless for a while. But then, just recently, you know, a couple of major trends changed in terms of the cost of handsets going down, people getting out of contract, mm-hmm. uh, the cost to start up a wireless company has come down a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing is they launched a partnership with TechSoup Global, which is the largest provider of technology to nonprofits in the world. That went really well. And then TechSoup came to them and said, hey, how about a wireless offering? And so mm-hmm. they decided to do that, uh, decided to do it as a spinoff so we could raise some funds to get it off the ground, uh, and also integrated the Tom Shoes one-for-one model, the mm-hmm. kind of yep. buy-one, give-one model, mm-hmm. uh, and really applying that into the world of mobile for the first time. And so when I bumped into my buddy, um, you know, my buddies actually two of the, of the co-founders at a party and they told me about it. I got really excited and uh, decided to get involved and leverage my nonprofit background and fundraising background uh, to help kind of tighten up the pitch and the story and started uh, lining up some support for it. So it's exciting. We just launched about two or three weeks ago. So wow. I'm curious to know, because I'm sure in your day-to-day life, you've come across lots of really great ideas. And Joe and I see things like this all the time. But what about this model really stood out to you and made you say, I want to be a part of this versus like, oh, that's a good idea for yeah. you to do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I when I first left the for-profit world after selling one of the first digital ad agencies back in the dot-com 1.0 days, uh, I went on sabbatical. And while I was traveling, uh, I really kind of had an epiphany uh, and decided to devote my life and my career in particular to social impact and, and in particular to doing the most good possible. Mm-hmm. And so 
Um, you know, that's what led me to starting Craigslist Foundation and trying to uplift the entire nonprofit sector. It led to my book project, conference series, et cetera. And the thing about Better World Wireless that was so compelling to me is the fact that uh, a lot of people don't know that telecommunications is the largest interconnected business sector on the planet. It's $3 mm. trillion. Dollars. Wow. Um, and although they've done some good work in the CSR department and corporate philanthropy and things like that, uh, the, the notion of sort of a mission-led uh, wireless or telecommunications company is kind of something you don't hear about. I mean, uh, our friends at Credo are really the only ones who have done this. Um, and we feel like the whole mobile for good space is such an important opportunity. And for me, you know, as I thought about it and meditated, it's kind of the, the realization I had is that the mobile phone is the most popular tool in human history, you know, more than fire the wheel. And it hasn't really been applied to social impact and mass. And so that's the big picture goal is shaking up this industry and really reframing the mobile device as a tool for change. Uh, and that, to me, is really exciting and compelling. It's something that can benefit nonprofits and companies and people. So tell us just how exactly the model works. I mm. just want to make sure our listeners completely understand what happens when you sign up for Phone for Phone or Better World Wireless. Sure. So we're, uh, so we're signing people up exclusively in the U.S. We're based off the Sprint network. Uh, we are the first company to offer a plan where you only pay for what you use. Mm -hmm. uh, so we call that our just plan. And so far, people are saving about 20% off of their current plans on average. We wow. also have kind of you know, competitive prices on traditional style plans. Um, but the point is, uh, you know, like I said, it's based off the Sprint network. You can bring your Sprint phone. Uh, and then after you've been with us for three months as a customer, we ki that kicks off a donation on your behalf either a phone or a tablet, some kind of mobile device. And we donate those devices through a global network of nonprofit giving partners. Mm -hmm. uh, and our focus in the social impact department is really on providing pathways out of poverty for women and girls in need. Mm -hmm. uh, we work with men and boys as well, but um, the research we've seen has really kind of driven us to, to narrow our efforts uh, and look at how we can really help provide pathways to prosperity for these families. Mm. And what yeah. countries are these are these devices going to? Is it everywhere around the world, or are you working with? Yeah, you know, it I'm, is. I'm yeah. curious about that too, because aren't you? You know, because it's one of those things that like it's great if someone gets a phone, but if they don't have a network for it, that doesn't do them a lot of good. Yeah, so that's part of why we do this exclusively through a, our nonprofit giving partners. Uh, so to answer your question, Megan, it is uh, we are donating phones both in the U.S. in low-income communities and then around the world with a, a focus on the global south and the developing world. The reason specifically, initially we were going to take more of a top-down approach, kind of a hero country approach, if you will, where we looked at, you know, the affordability of data plans and uh, where is there a big nonprofit sector, where are there are lots of people with the poverty line, et cetera, and then let's focus on India. Let's focus on Rwanda and Guatemala and dive deep in there. And what we decided to do instead after reaching out to uh, some of my old nonprofit contacts is take more of a bottom-up approach. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we've identified – we came up with sort of like a bullseye, a perfectly targeted criteria for – what the ideal partner would look like. 
Uh, and bear in mind, we're not providing the service for these devices. We're mm -hmm. just providing the hardware. And so uh, what we came up with was, you know, well-established nonprofits that have a strong track record, great leadership that are sustainable, uh, that have established relationships with uh, the women and girls that we're looking to serve, uh, especially because that's crucial to our ability to, to have accountability and know these devices will be kept and used. Mm -hmm. uh, but that also, and the key part is they already have some kind of mobile initiative in place. And typically they even have content lined up, uh, but what they really need, the bottleneck to their efforts is hardware. Hmm. And they've already worked out everything else. They've worked out training, content, the applications of these tools, et cetera, and they just want to scale a successful program. So uh, that can look like lots of different things. Uh, you know, one of the groups we started working with is World Reader that does a lot of, folk, a lot of work in Africa. Senior exec at Amazon cashed out, went traveling on sabbatical, kind of like I did. Uh, and when he was in Africa, he noticed that a lot of the schools he found in the rural parts of the, of the continent uh, didn't have books, textbooks or mm. books in the library. So he leveraged his old corporate contacts at Amazon, lined up these Kindles at, you know, uh, at pennies on the dollar, basically at cost, preloaded them with books in the native language and shipped them to these schools and has helped over a quarter million kids read over a million and a half books already. So these guys are doing great work, and they just need more fuel in the tank. Yeah, right. Well, that's – I mean, so on your end, Darian, you're really concerned about getting the hardware in the right person's hands, and then they're really responsible for the content. Yes, that's okay. that's right. I mean, I think that the goal is bigger. The, the goal is more about how do we have the most impact possible. Right, and right. based on my background, I've done a lot of nonprofit work. And I remember I was in India once uh, working with the Gandhi Ashram. And this was a part of India, uh, Gujarat. Uh, in uh, in the city of Ahmedabad, and uh, and they had had a big earthquake there. And after this earthquake, the international aid community rushed in, and they built all this concrete row housing that looked nothing like the local architecture. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking through one of the biggest slums in India, uh, and the people in this village were sleeping on the on the stoop in front of the house. All of mm -hmm. the houses were totally empty. Mm -hmm. And so even though there was a lot of great intention there, sort of the lesson that I learned is if you really want to help people, uh, you know, they don't think of themselves as victims, number one. And if you right. really want to help them, ask them what they need instead right. of trying to save them and tell them what they need. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, no, and so really that's really the, the philosophy driving our approach is mm -hmm. partnering with existing organizations that have identified these you know, Darian, and I'm glad to hear that because at first I really thought you were just trying to bring angry birds to everyone across the world. <laughs> so they well, have... you know, we'll see if we can work on our own angry birds, uh, better world wireless. There version. you go. That would be fun. <laughs> as long as there's a as long as there's a donation component to those flying pigs. <laughs> exactly. For every bird you throw, we donate another one. <laughs> like so that. are you are you? actually working with these nonprofits to source mobile devices or are you just fundraising essentially and providing the funds for that for a, a device good question and the answer is both so sometimes like in the case of world reader we're not going to be able to get you know those guys access to cheaper hardware than they have directly from Amazon. Right. Uh, you know potentially if Samsung steps up and donates uh, you know a bunch of tablets and we could get those for free to these guys, that might be even better. 
Um, but in terms of buying it cheaper, that's not really going to be an option. So in that case, we're just underwriting the cost of these classroom kits mm-hmm. uh, and keeping an eye out for in-kind partners that might want to get involved. Mm-hmm. In other cases, we are sourcing the hardware. So another example is Care International. Mm-hmm. does great work all over the world, shares our focus with women and girls. They started something called the M Health Alliance in the state of Bihar, India, where there are 200,000 frontline health workers, basically low-income women that make house calls to deliver babies in pre- and postnatal care. And the Gates Foundation gave them an $80 million grant to build out this whole M Health Alliance and build out a slew of uh, of mobile health content in the mm. local language, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. The problem is there was zero budget for hardware. Wow. And so, you know, what happened was half of those women, 100,000 of them, work for the government, were issued phones, and that's great. The other half don't have the funds to buy the phone to access the hardware. And the mm-hmm. cost of the data plan and everything else is, is inconsequential in India. So it's mm-hmm. really the hardware that's the issue. So what they've done is CARE has sent us the specifications of, hey, here's what we're looking for. Uh, and then we are able to go out on the open market, uh, typically in India, so it's from sourced from the, the you know, local country, and see which hardware matches up with their needs. Mm-hmm. And then also we're tapping some of our contacts at the telecenter.org foundation and, uh, you know, at hopefully some of the big handset manufacturers to see if someone's interested in partnering. Because, frankly, 100,000 phones is more than we're going to be able to offset through our customers mm-hmm. for the next several years, most likely. Mm-hmm. But the need is there, and and that's the biggest and most exciting thing about, uh, you know, us being a social enterprise is that the support that we've gotten, whether it's from the media, whether it's from, uh, you know, people that want to get involved with their efforts as investors, as advisors, or even donating hardware to support these programs has been great. Sprint already donated $100,000 worth of phones uh, in order to help, you know, basically offer those to some of our first customers through TechSoup. So any nonprofits that sign up get a free $500 smartphone. Uh, as well as 5% off. And then they also donated 100 phones to Black Girls Code, uh, which is a group that works with young girls of color promoting STEM education by teaching them how to program. And traditionally that's happened on computers, and now they just launched a whole smartphone initiative to create the next generation of mobile designers and developers. Wow. Well, that's great. Well, I mean, it sounds like you have an amazingly strong concept, and it sounds like you're putting, obviously, lots of thought into the impact and the giving piece of it, which is so important. I'm curious to know how how it's going so far. I mean, you're, you're sort of fresh out of the gates. So what, what's been surprising? What's been encouraging? You know, what can you tell us about your trajectory so far? Yeah. So first of all, as long as you're using you collective, because this is not just about me by a long shot. Oh, absolutely. Uh, our CEO has the, has the amazing telco background and Amy Tucker, who's our chief impact officer, has been spearheading these partnerships. Uh, so it's very much a team effort. Absolutely. Uh, but in general, to answer your question, I'd say, uh, you know, the interest level we've gotten has been really phenomenal. Uh, the fact that we've been able to line up investors that are, are really aligned with our vision is great. Uh, and, you know, of course, everyone wants a financial return, and, and we feel pretty solid about our ability to, to develop a, a thriving business. But we got, you know, one of the, the founders of Grameen Phone that worked in the same office as Muhammad Yunus for 18 years is now an investor and advisor, wow. Nyla Chowdhury. Uh, HP's former global head of sustainability, Bonnie Nixon. Uh, so we got some really great folks. That's been exciting. The interest level has been great. 
Um, you know, so we're just recently out of the gate and we're still raising money. So we're not out there, you know, doing Super Bowl ads or anything like that. Uh, so far, our partnership has really been on building out the TechSoup uh, partnership. Uh, we're launching, we launched a whole uh, webinar series with them and a bunch of content marketing really to help educate nonprofits on how they could better leverage mobile and tie that into the launch and, uh, and the campaign in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been exciting to look at other partners. So we're hoping to connect with groups like, you know, UNICEF uh, and create a UNICEF phone or save the children phone or a care phone where those groups can not only help uh, market us in the U.S. and generate earned income for the nonprofit profit, but then also all of the hardware that gets donated as a result would go directly to their programs. Mm. So those kind of closed-loop partnerships are mm-hmm. really exciting. Um, and then we're starting to have some really, really great conversations uh, with some corporate partners, uh, whether it's with Sprint that's been incredible, and we're really proud to be working with uh, you know the carrier that takes eight out of ten phones that they send out, come back to them. So they've really done a huge amount on the e-waste recycling piece. They're collecting 20,000 phones a day now. Wow. Uh, And so we're hoping to be able to work with them to turn that trash into treasure, get those phones in the hands of women and girls that can use them to build a better life for themselves and their families. Um, I mean, that's stuff. Who do you you look at, Darian, as a cause business and admire in – and want to emulate when it comes to what you're trying to accomplish? You know, I think there's so many folks in the, in the social enterprise and social venture community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely have to pay huge respect to Credo uh, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, formerly working assets. They are, as I mentioned earlier, the first mission-led mobile company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone that comes into the space, and, and we're going to do our best to pitch Big Ten and invite lots of people to embrace mobile for good, we're all standing on their shoulders. Right. Uh, so those guys are great. Uh, you know, I think Tom Shoes uh, has gotten some flack for some pieces of the one-for-one model, but the mm-hmm. fact that this one guy, you know, by chatting with some friends, came up with this idea of one-for-one in a yep. buy-one-give-one model, that has mm-hmm. really, um, you know, unleashed a huge amount of potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I think the, the One World Football folks have done a great job building off that model, specifically with soccer balls, mm-hmm. uh, but, but partnering with major corporate partners, and uh, and really taking it to the next level. I think mm-hmm. uh, that would be another one. And then I think, uh, you know, one last company I would mention is Numi Tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know them there. I'm an investor there and uh, good friends with the, the founders. And they just, you know, aside from being the largest organic and fair trade tea company, they've really done a great job sort of maintaining a sense of soul in their mm-hmm. work. Uh, I, I chair their foundation board, and uh, it's just been really amazing to see them navigate that line of running a thriving business while at the same time, you know, maintaining a commitment to giving back both locally and globally. And uh, so we're looking at launching a whole water initiative as well as doing a bunch of stuff in Oakland where they're based. Wow, that's great. That's yeah, awesome. A lot of things. Yeah. yeah, a lot of things happening. That's for sure. You know, I want to go back to one no thing. That, one thing that you said just to point out because you sort of you said it quickly, but. Mm-hmm. Again, Joe and I talk to lots of different cause-based startups, and everyone thinks, of course, that they have the next big idea. But the one thing that you said that I wanted to just point out, and I'm sure Joe will agree with this, is that mm. you guys have a built-in community in, that you're marketing to. You know, you have a platform that you could potentially turn to and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Here's how it can benefit you and your organization and all of those mm-hmm. nonprofit organizations. And so often... 
the biggest fatal flaw in so much so many of these cause-based business or any business is that you don't have an existing platform you don't have existing you know kind of a built-in customer base that is familiar with you that trusts you to say hey you know this is what we're doing and this is what we're about so i just wanted to point that out and really kind of give you a shout out as far as the strength of that piece Uh, you know Mm -hmm. because if you're starting this from the ground up it's you know it can be the most interesting idea in the world but unless you have that built-in community it's you know you're probably not going to be the next Tom's shoes of the world. And so many people unfortunately feel like, Oh, if there's a cause involved, we will be. So I mm-hmm. think it's a really important piece of, yeah. of your model. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're based in a tech incubator in the Twitter building. So we see a lot of people with great ideas that, mm-hmm. you know, are, are based on the premise of if you build it, they will come. And for me, that was also part of what got me engaged to begin with is the fact that, you know, I've worked with TechSoup for a decade through Craigslist Foundation. They wrote a chapter in my book. They helped launch the Social Media for Nonprofits series. So I know those guys really well. And what they do is product marketing of IT to to nonprofits. Their, you know, whole model is basically to corporate donation programs so that uh, Microsoft doesn't have to deal with one-off individual nonprofits saying, hey, can I have a free copy of Office? Right, They right. just donate millions of copies here to TechSoup, and that's why they've done $4.5 billion worth of uh, hardware and software because it profits at extreme discounts. And so uh, they know product marketing of, of IT, and so... Uh, the fact that we've got that community, we've got that support, we can build off the Better World Telecom brand, mm-hmm. uh, that's certainly all helpful. But at the same time, that doesn't assure success. As any, no. um, as anyone in a startup will tell you, there's an infinite number of factors that uh, you need to keep an eye on. And <laughs> mm-hmm. certainly we have a couple things going for us, uh, but we're trying to keep our eyes on the prize in terms of all the other factors that are going to be crucial to our success. Yeah, well, it sounds like you guys are are doing a very thorough job. So it's been such a pleasure to talk a little bit more about Better World Wireless. Thank you for the time, Darian, and today and sharing all this great information with us. If our listeners want to find out more about you or about Better World Wireless, how would they do that? Uh, Well, our website is www.betterworldwireless.com. If any of your listeners are with nonprofits, they can access us through TechSoup, which is T-E-T-S-O-U-P. Plan and phone, um, and then uh, on Twitter we're phone the number four phone, mm-hmm. and personally my Twitter handle is D Heyman D is in Darian H E Y M A N like Heyman. Awesome, thank you so so much. And you you kind of cut out a little bit there, so we'll make sure all the links that you just mentioned are in the show notes as well too. Joe, how about you? If people want to find out more about you or Selfish Giving, how would they do that? Well, of course, people can find me at my blog, Selfish Given, but they can find me minute to minute at Twitter, at Joe Waters. And, of course, check out my cause marketing pin boards at Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you except busily working on cause marketing forum? Yeah, when I'm not busily working on the conference, I am also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the cause marketing forum at TweetCMF, and also blog for the cause marketing forum at Cause Update. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And on behalf of Darian and Joe and myself, We'd like to thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll see you next time. 